0: American politics of have, have nots and have some, creates three castes. America's democracy is being defined by what the founders wanted to avoid. One party rule of inequality and inequity, that causes violence, vulgarity and excess wealth between the castes. In a democracy, the individual is the focal point, not the greater good. Capitalism and socialism also focus on the individual. The greater good isn't rewarding effort and quality with prosperity, equally or equitably, when a few get more than the rest. It's a distortion to assign labels to either, for political purposes. Thus, the three castes in our pseudo-democratic society. The defining difference in the castes is monetary and political influence. It's not democratic values of opportunity for all, prosperity for all, and risk and reward for effort. It's now, the institution of bigger is better government, not just a monolith, but a monopsony. Monolith meaning, out of date and monopsony meaning, a destructive economic formula for complete control of how the castes are segregated, into the burbs, the gated communities and the ghettos. A formula that has given rise to Marxist socialism and communism around the world. Including the USA. In my books The American Enterprise Party Trilogy, A New World of Three-Party Politics, brings us back to the constitutional form of government, using bipartisan debate for the individual rights to free enterprise, free speech, secure borders, right to protect those rights being represented by the party that best defends them. This should be the objective for all parties, allowed to present resolution to problems, not just lawmaking. With enterprise offering jobs that give the American citizen the right to earn their prosperity based on quality of work, work ethics, patriotic values and sustained effort, to support the American enterprise that they choose. What is preventing this wealth of nation culture and ideology from happening is two control devices. Monopoly and monopsony. Monopoly is where the seller of goods and services are controlled by one enterprise, say Facebook, for the sake of profits and marginal quality. The other is monopsony where the buyer of the goods and services are controlled by one entity, government, for the sake of dictatorial control by excess taxation, and distribution of prosperity on unequal and inequitable shares. The balance, according to Adam Smith, is the quality of the capital and work combined in delivering a quality product every time, on time. This is Lasse's fair free market enterprise. In America we have yet to attain the perfect balance between monetary capital and human capital values. Typically, the capitalist starts and sustains the enterprise for profit, while the human capitalist enterprising Americans contributes ethical and patriotic work products for earning their share. That's in the perfect Adam Smith world of Lasse's Fair, where free markets and gross national product, the greater good defined by laws of conduct, are delivered by competitive private entities for preventing a monopoly and a monopsony. The governing entity isn't to control that process, until it is destructive to the functioning of the free market sharing of prosperity, between the capitalist investor and socialist worker. If it overrules the competitive process, and dictates the flow of goods and services, using overreaching rules and regulations, it's a monopsony. Our judicial, restraint of trade rules, prevents monopolies but do not prevent the growth of government. Where government rules the flow of goods and services, using excess taxation and deficit spending for infrastructure to solve environmental problems. Funded by long-term debt instruments, printing currency and borrowing from Medicare trust funds to finance non-competitive goods and services leaves the haves, have-nots and have-sums casts warring over the spoils of a bankrupt future. The founders of the constitutional form of government warned of a two-party system that becomes one-party rule through manipulation and voter fraud, that would destroy the competitive nature of the haves and have-nots. A culture where the opportunity to share in prosperity isn't there. Unfortunately, human nature prevails and there are winners and losers in the game of life. No perfect form of government has yet been invented that prevents competition, so everyone is equal in an unpredictable life. Fortunately, America's success has been in allowing the have-nots the opportunity to share through education and participation in entrepreneurship allowing bankruptcy for second chances to succeed, where risk-taking and reward prevail. Just ask yourself, as a voter, who would you pick, a better-red-than-dead pragmatic Republican, or, a blue-blood-bleeding-heart phlegmatic Democrat, or, an enterprising-market-driven American enterprise humanitarian, that wants every American citizen to be successful and healthy in pursuing the American utopian dream. With an accountable government, fiscally, physically and socially, that promotes peaceful coexistence, rather than woke cancelling of our patriotic history and culture.
1: Is America a uni-party political system? My opinion is we have one-party government due to gridlock and partisan politics. My goal is to solicit support for a third party to break the gridlock of a one-party pseudo-democracy that we now have. What do you mean one party when we have two? In reality if we had three effective parties the following would not be the symptoms and results of a uni-party system. One, lousy leadership. During the first pandemic since 1918 we have been led by fear-mongers, so-called scientists and bureaucrats. 2. Fear is the leadership tactic for dumping a president and inserting a bureaucrat to manage a pandemic he more than likely initiated. 3. No productive debate, everything is an issue over what to do and who should lead. Therefore, there is no problem resolution plan or commitment. 4. No bipartisan plan of action for fighting the virus or the impact of shutting down our lifeblood economy. 5. A Biden election won on the basis of saving everyone not killing the enemy, the virus. President Trump, who is trying to lead, acquiesce to fearmongers. Without strong leadership, this led to extremism taking over the fight. So, it became Fauci science when V.P. Pence chose the task force, not medical experts on prevention and or treatment of a disease. Then a quack scientific strategy took over. The president was discarded when he stated the cure was worse than the illness and a bureaucratic task force stepped in, with the manic Governor Cuomo of New York as chief spokesperson. While V.P. Pence, put a bureaucrat in as leader enters Dr. Anthony Fauci as the expert on immune systems and coronaviruses, to be chief of scare tactics, like bending the undefined, unanalyzed virus curve, social distancing, masks and lockdown. Instead, the logical approach would be a qualified leadership of society, analyzing those who are the most vulnerable triaged and target them first, for treatment by physicians. Second, those who are symptomatic or have underlying personal health conditions for treatment by medical professionals to avoid hospitalizations. In triage, hospitalization would be the last alternative, not nursing homes, not ER, not scientists, speculating on strategy, not politicians using scare tactics to destroy debate for an effective action plan for managing the war against fear, using fear itself. Worse yet a new president, dark horse Joseph Robin Hood Biden, wins a landslide election despite his not being his party's choice, but was the choice of Bernie Sanders, Stacey Abrahams and the squad working the mail-in ballots and neighborhood ballot boxes. Now we have a so-called leader teaming up with a so-called scientist to run our $100 trillion derivative bubble enterprise and claim credit for a vaccine that discarded President Trump who made it happen. Then the Sanders-Biden manifesto reverses Trump's successful policies, without regard for the consequences that only a new administration can cause. Using fear plans instead of leadership plans. If this is true, how do we solve the problem of gridlock and poor leadership? The solution is to protect Americans' freedoms built on free market enterprise values and principles of humanism. Currently, the enemy is a uni-party. So, enterprising Americans must be represented politically to nullify money ticks that blinds our liberties. We need leaders, not money feeders, who call every problem an issue and every solution a new law. Now we are being led down the dystopian path predicted by George Orwell's 1984 that was played out by Stalin, Mao Zedong, Xi Jinping, Kim Jong Un. Castro, Maduro and other Marxists. Are we next? Yes, as big media, big box business, bigger governmental essential workers backing the progressive campaign to transform America and to build back bigger government. These well-paid workers, destroy risk-taking Americans who would have won the war on the pandemic by supporting therapeutics, as a vaccine was created in warp speed by Trump leadership. How can this happen in a two-party system? Where in the hell were the Republicans when they could have or should have supported Trump's fight for re-election? Instead, Vice President Pence set Trump up with the selection of a bureaucratic task force to use fear tactics, that would shut down the economy during the COVID-19 China virus crisis. Ironically, we are becoming more like China than China being like America. Since the end of World War II our leadership has focused on the greater good, not the rights of individuals for the pursuit of opportunities and happiness using personal initiative. While the great society programs were supposed to protect our personal freedoms, and they don't, Obviously, to fix the uniparty system, we need an effective third party, based on marrying monetary capital with human capital for the good of enterprising workers in America, the bountiful.
2: Good morning, America. How are you this morning? It's kind of dreary here in Chicago. I got up this morning thinking about uh, uh, the term Americanism. It's another ism. But this one I think is uh, the most meaningful. What is Americanism? Is it an idea that our forefathers had? Or is it an ideology that we inherited from our past? So I wrote this poem, idea or an ideology. An idea involves one person, usually. An ideology involves millions in America and billions around the world. You can kill an idea, but you can never kill an ideology. An idea is a fleeting thought of the future, while an ideology is the culture from the past for the future good. We in America have democracy as an ideology. That is why we say we are the land of the free. Though we have the criminal element that are not free and others that are freer than most. Which ideology is right or wrong? There is a worldwide, this is, that is the worldwide question that is threatening us all to be destroyed by an idea. Evolving from the past idea that we on earth are here because of creation, or some atomic infusion and conclusion, deciding our fate and life's state. Ironically, we come from the same place and will return to the same destination. Though we cannot agree to how or why, it is certain we will all eventually die. The idea for some will distort into a Koran or a Bible that builds faith on being right or wrong, not why we are one and the same, leaving no one to resurrect or blame, except those that are here for an idea, not some courted ideology for justifying the drop dropping of an A-bomb. So the idealists can swallow their last prayer to the gods and Satans that were never there. The rest of the story, idea or ideology, Marxism, an idea involves one person, Americanism, an ideology involves millions in America of faith and billions around the world. What makes America great? Is it an idea or an ideology? Think about it. You can kill an idea with non action, but not an ideology. It's my premise that Americanism, economic ideology, marries capitalism, socialism, and its very basic democratic values established by our founders in the Constitution, using freedom and opportunity to override the idea of Marxism to control subservient behavior. As pointed out in an op-ed in the Epic News, uh, Zhang Zinong established that Karl Marx made two mistakes. First, he believed there are only two completely opposite roads in the world: socialism and capitalism. In fact, the CCP Chinese Communist Party Party's history proves. That it has grafted the two systems to make Chinese capitalism. Marx's second mistake, he believed the Communist Party will bury capitalism and be replaced by socialism. However, the CCP completely subverted his theory with CCP communist capitalism. In fact, the CCP favors USA capitalism over Chinese socialism, as demonstrated by. President Xi's takeover of a corrupt communist state by digging a grave for corrupt capitalism, but unworryingly digging a trap that will ruin the communist regime. It is the corruption of wealth that is destroying China's capitalism. Liken the process to my interpretive ideology that American enterprise movement is to marry American capitalism and democratic socialism to produce a powerful economic formula for taking American democracy worldwide kill the marxist chinese communist idea and replace it with American ideology of free market laissez faire enterprise in other words for lasting prosperity of the amer inter- the american <laughs> excuse me, of the enterprising American is the ideal formulation, or I call it a marriage, of capitalism and socialism as an enterprise founded on democratic principles of humanism. In other words, those with the capital shall share with those with the patriotic work ethic for the good of the individual's wealth and the success of the capital-funded team, a business. This is a sports analogy and an economic ideology for winning the worldwide trade and political war with communism. To which I would make the sidebar comment, comment that the imbalance of trade is hurting us with winning that war. Such, as, such are every small, medium, and large business enterprises in America that each day produces wealth for themselves and the rest of the world with the economic democracy or ideology of consumption and fulfillment of the wealth of a nation envisioned by Adam Smith in his book, The Wealth of of Nations. With our current two-party system, the USA isn't building on our founders formulation of the ingenious method of sharing and employing the gold for expanding our success around the world. Instead, we have unwittingly fallen into the Marxist idea that the many will overthrow the few for the good of the individual share, with the few continuing to control the wealth. In the process, as in any revolution, the wealth of a nation is destroyed, such as imbalance the trade, uh, the imbalance of trade deficits that have transferred trillions of dollars to CCP to build their communist version of capitalism, to, which is to destroy America's great democracy, individual risk takers and the enterprising patriotic work ethic, being woke down by those idealist Marxists to destroy the ideal ideology of Americanism. The question is, will America fall for the false promises of the left and right, red and blue, for the greater good that we as individuals should allow wealth, power politics, and revolutionaries to dictate our future? As the founder and CEO of American Enterprise Party, I pledge my support to the ideology of American enterprising workers practicing humanism above all promised ideas. In summary, Americanism requires the capitalists to share in the wealth of the nation, and the workers need to deliver a patriotic and ethical product every time on time. That's Americanism. So, to sum it up, uh, this inspiration that I got when I read the article in the Epic News about. Chinese capitalism, and how Chinese capitalism has overcome Chinese socialism, and now I've given you some something to think about in terms of how that impacts Americanism. So for t- today, uh, have a Merry Christmas this week, and uh, then I'll be with you before the new year. I hope I can keep you on keep you on as listeners. And eventually, maybe I'll get some feedback on doing this. Have a, have a good week. Goodbye.